2: That's greenlight.com slash ACAST.
3: Happy Thursday, Kirst. Good Thursday to you, Amy, and to my mum, Nerida. Hello, mum. Hello.
1: Hi, How Nerida. Hi, Amy. <laughs> How are you on this fine Thursday? Ah, uh,
4: yeah. Um, okay.
1: It's a bit cool. It is a bit cool in Melbourne. Yes. Merida, are you in um self-isolation? Oh, very much
4: so. Right. Are you coping? Well, because we're self-isolating with family, it's yes, I'm coping. Good. That's right,
1: because you've got your daughter, son in law, and four grandkids at the back of the property, don't you?
3: That's right. Oh, that's so the best way to isolate. It is. Well, not so much for Mum because she's an introvert and would be fine by herself forever.
1: <laughs> um, I I hear you, Nerida.
4: Yeah, I don't think I'm that much of an introvert that I could cope totally. That's why it's good because we, particularly now they're back at school, don't see them very much, but see them enough.
1: If the kids have art classes, do they come up to you for their art advice because you're an amazing artist?
4: Actually, no, but I do give them geography quizzes. <laughs> Homework from Nana.
3: Yep. Which my children are refusing to participate in.
4: That's because they don't get chocolates for it. Yeah, <laughs> probably.
3: Same Maybe call. you need to send them chocolates and
4: incentivise them, Mum. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I don't know how chocolates go through the internet.
1: Yeah, you could send them by they the go mail, though. through
4: the though. post, fine. <laughs> Maybe it'd be easier just to send money and you could buy the chocolate.
3: Oh, I'm happy for money. Anytime you want to send it, mum, they're exactly. happy to receive. This podcast <laughs> is starting well. Kirsty's
4: got money and chocolate. We haven't
1: even asked the first question. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, so no. just like yesterday when yes. we had your dad on talking about your growing up experience and what you were like, um, today we've got my mum on.
1: Yes, and I've got some questions that I'm going to ask and obviously Kirst will ask questions as we go. But Nerida, I thought the first question aptly would be, what was Kirst like as a child?
4: Kirsty was and probably always will be a social butterfly. <laughs> Kirstie always loved being around people and we always had people in our house because Kirsty couldn't cope without having people around. <laughs> Is that why you were so hospitable? Yes, because if we didn't invite people, she would invite people over or, or just then she died die because she had to spend a day at home without anybody there.
1: And that's maybe why,
4: yeah,
3: exactly the theme. <laughs>
4: exactly.
1: But Kirsty, your mum's much nicer than you because she gave you four siblings. You haven't given Emily any little siblings.
3: I would, may have. Um, that takes two to tango, though. Merida, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but-
1: Kirsty often tells us that her bedroom as a teenager was a red hot mess. Was it always like that, or had she ever gone through periods of being a little misorganized?
4: Uh, no, she was never organized. <laughs> her bedroom, she used to say that her bedroom was the neatest in the family. That didn't mean anything at all. <laughs> she had a very typical kids' bedroom and and she just, yeah, she was maybe not as messy as her siblings, particularly one, but she was definitely not. She was more interested in people. People were f- always more important to her.
1: That sounds
3: like a lovely trait,
1: doesn't it?
4: It does when my mum puts it like that. I know. <laughs>
3: i'm glad mum's seeing the positive of the not messy room (laughs) oh sorry the messy room (laughs) well
4: and i must admit i had the policy that i never went into their room so whatever they did in there well however messy it was it was their problem
1: that is a great policy narrator. What about when though and Kirsty had to share with their siblings? Because we've heard on the podcast that every school holidays there was like a switcheroo around who shared with who. Was it like yeah. short straws for who picked which siblings or how did it work?
4: Oh uh, no, they pretty well all fought. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think probably Jackie and Kirsty always fought the most so their punishment was to go in with the boys. Um
3: but I, love, I love the way that you phrased that, Mum, because how you sold it to Jackie and I was that Dave and Phil fought too much and they needed to be separated.
4: Oh, that's your memory, Kirsty. Oh, really?
3: I'm that's great parenting.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh Well, you've got five kids and you've
1: got some fighters. You've got to play whatever cards you can, I think. Exactly.
3: I think, yeah, and we all fought, all of us fought mm. with each other.
4: Yeah, although one didn't quite fight as much as the others. Which was the
3: non-fighter? And who who is, and so I think it equates with who is my mum's favourite child. (laughs) Right. Well, I was going to
1: guess that child as to (laughs) who was the non-fighter. We had this discussion when we interviewed my dad yesterday, Nerida, about which was the favourite child, which of course it was me. But Kirsty, are you claiming that you're not the (laughs) favourite?
4: And did you hear mum laughing at you being your dad's favourite? Remember, I know your parents you? <laughs> you
1: know my parents very well, Nerida, as if I'm not the favourite.
3: Yeah, and yes, said no, favourite. No, no, and yeah. the other child who thinks that she's the favourite actually got called her dad out on it and got chocolates delivered today because of it. It's
1: true. <laughs> Which one is that? Claire sent a message to <laughs> dad and Claire. said, I listened to your podcast interview You said that I was your favourite and then Dad turned up with chocolates for her.
4: Of course (laughs) she (laughs) ate each.
1: That's so funny. So what do you remember Kirst wanting to be when she was a little girl or even a tween when she grew up?
4: Ah, that's a good question. I don't know whether she ever really – there was a point where it was a flight attendant. But she liked flying a lot. She still does. Um, yeah, I don't know whether there was anything. Was there,
3: Kirsty, Oliver? Strangely enough, Oliver asked me that exact question this morning, and oh. I told him a mama. Yeah, um, but I and yeah. funnily enough, I also said or a travel agent or a flight attendant to you, mum. Yeah,
4: later on, it was a travel agent. Um, but so, yeah. were, you,
1: were you surprised when she became an accountant?
4: Uh. Not particularly because out like I used to do more accounts work. Um, my father's good at accounts, my father was like there is accounting through our family. So no, I wasn't particularly surprised. And because she told me to do it. <laughs> I did?
3: Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yes, you said, Kirsty. you're good at maths and you, you're good at accounting. I think you account, being an accountant would be good for you because when you become a mum, it's got flexible work. It's a good job to ha- be flexible in. And so I think that that would be a good job for you.
4: And I, I think I probably also added that you can also work as a travel agent. Like it's good to get into things like travel agency with accounting too.
2: Yeah,
3: probably. Hmm. I I remember exactly where I was standing in the kitchen when you told us at um, Wendover Place when you told me that. That's so so cool. Oh!
1: In contrast, Nerida, how surprised were you when she told you she was becoming a professional organizer?
4: Well, I was surprised that there was such a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I, I probably well. Yeah, my my definitely my first reaction was surely you can't make money out of that. <laughs> uh, but, but I guess yeah, she certainly had learnt organisation from her husband. Um, so yeah, I don't know whether I was totally surprised, but I was probably more surprised that there was such a thing. <laughs>
1: Well, there's certainly, I don't think there would have been such a thing when you were bringing up young children. Like, I I know when mum was bringing us up, there was no such thing. Like there was kind of a home help. Maybe you could have a cleaner if you were like rich, (laughs) but there certainly wasn't the the blue collar
4: access to services like ours. No, no, that's right. As far as actually running her own business, well, she was quite capable of that. That that was an eye brainer. Yes, she does do that very well yes thank you both
1: of you she still does all our accounts Nerida I don't do much on the accounting side of things I just get sent our profit and loss every month right <laughs> that's the way to do it
4: Preferably
1: oh it's a part great part. way <laughs> <laughs> going back to when Kirsty was a little girl did she have favorite toys that she really loved to play with
3: uh I don't
4: recall any did you Kirsty?
3: I don't recall. I do remember playing with Lego and, like, we had that Lego sack. Yeah. But I don't recall being, like, obsessively playing with any one thing.
4: Was there lots of playing with siblings? Yeah. She was more likely to be playing with people, as as is Kirsty's thing. So siblings, she always wanted to control the games. and. (laughs) Yes, she She does. Ever losing? (laughs) That continues, yes. Yes.
3: (laughs) Yes. I still, I see one of my children in particular would love to flip up a Monopoly board when said child is losing. Of which her mother did a few times. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Much to my siblings' disgust.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. Yes. Yes. Are there, are there any characteristics that you see in Curse now as a woman that you can trace back to um, seeing develop as a young girl? Oh, I'm asking question. some curly ones, aren't I? Sorry.
4: Uh, <laughs> um, well, I guess, I mean, she was, as I say, she was always mm, organised in a more business sense, not in a personal, like, she definitely wasn't personally organised, mm-hmm. uh, and is, but uh, always people came first. Um, and is,
1: nothing's changed in that, has it?
4: No. No, not at all.
1: She reminds me regularly, Nerida, to think about the people. Like, I'll come up with some plan or some idea. And she's like, well, how does that help the people? I'm like, oh, that's a good question. <laughs>
4: Yes, yes, she was always people focused. Uh, and yeah, to, to sometimes a detriment with family, because as I say, there were times where I would have liked to have a nice, quiet life, but Kirsty had to have people around. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember how I old take Kirst- after?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes.
4: Which parent does she take after? Well, she's sort of actually a combination of both because her father has to have people around, Mm -hmm. but she's probably got more me in there that she probably, this sounds terrible, but she probably cares for people more. (laughs) That's (laughs) cool.
3: I love you, Dad.
1: I love it. It's so good. Is is Kirst really different to her siblings or do you find that there's lots of characteristics that
4: all your kids have? I guess there's lots that all kids have. They're all totally different. If anyone who's a parent probably knows what I mean by that. Um, when they get together, there's always, you can see all their traits but you can also see how, well only one of our children uh, is an introvert, and even that you don't notice sometimes. but um, Kirsky is probably the most extroverted
1: yeah of anyone uh, we've ever met.
4: Do you mean? <laughs> 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 so, um, so yeah, they, they all have their strengths and their, their differences. Mm but then they in a lot of ways, they're alike. Um, but probably even our introvert loves people.
1: Well, but. I think that's a reflection, narrative of you and Ron and the family values that you had. Um, I remember your house always being very hospitable. I remember, I don't know where which house it was, but it was Greensboro in a court. And you came down the court and you were kind of at one o'clock oh. down there yeah. and... Um, I just remember feeling like we could turn up any time and we could just walk in. Like there wasn't, it was just home for everybody. So um, yeah. yeah, we always appreciated that growing up. And I think what, we're, what you're reflecting on is that that's a characteristic that Kirst has carried through both professionally and personally.
4: Yeah. And I, I think there's a degree where that's one characteristic that they probably all got. Um, Kirsty goes out and looks for waifs and and strays but I think they're all pretty well hospitable and and all interested in other people Um, but yeah but thank you Um, thank you (laughs) (laughs) thank you
0: (laughs) hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does they charge you a lot
1: So tell me, you've got four of your children living in Melbourne, all relatively close to you, and then you've got one outlier that decided to move to Sydney. Yeah. What's it like when Kest comes down to Melbourne to visit, or if you get to go up? Like, tell me that the dynamic, because I've never lived interstate from my parents. How does that play out for your family?
4: Um, well, when it, when she comes down, it's busy because all the The other kids are all around. The the cousins all love playing with each other, which usually means here, um, (laughs) because they can all come over at the same time. So, so that means there's 27 of us in our family. So that's incredible. That's a hectic time, and that will happen quite. If she's here for a week, that will happen three or four times during that week. Um, If not every day. If not, well, there's usually someone there every day, but it may not be the whole 27. And
1: Nerida, is um, your job to cater? <laughs> is
4: that you just spend that time in the kitchen? Pretty well,
1: yes, <laughs> yes, she does,
4: yeah, pretty well. That's her
1: love language, yes. Yeah, so you and my dad just cook for people and it makes everyone happy,
4: yeah, that's that's true, <laughs> <laughs> as in I know John, yes. <laughs>
1: It's so funny doing these, this week of family interviews because everybody in our families all know each other. And so like, it's just been really fun. Like, it's nice that I'm not meeting you on the podcast for the first time I've known you for 20 odd years um, and all your children and your extended family. Like it's, it's nice. It's just one big, one big family of many, many children. Yes.
3: Too many people with our families can (laughs) be. Many, 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 many. (laughs) (laughs) people. and that we've known each other for such a long time like you know i i i we spoke to john yesterday and i've known him since i was 21 20 probably and um yeah definitely 20 and like you've known our family for that long as well so yeah it's, it's really interesting
4: <laughs> and and we've also had different connections because i'm good friends with your mum yeah phil and sarah went out together
1: mm-hmm.
4: Laura and and good friends so so there's been different connections not just the one connection
1: yeah it's actually really nice and I think that adds to the depth of Kirsty's and my friendship and relationship and business relationship because there is that depth of knowledge and understanding it's not I know Kirsty separate to everyone else who's in her life it's like I know I know her and I know her sisters and her parents and you know everyone it's nice yes yeah Merida, I think we need to dob Kirsty in. I'm hoping this will dob her in. I'm not sure if it will. Do you have anything in your house that is Kirstie's, that she's left with you when she moved to Sydney? Uh,
4: Well. Anything?
1: No. (laughs) I was desperately hoping there was like a box of kinder artwork somewhere that she dumped on you and left. They
4: probably all tried at some stage, but as much as I am not, Tidy, um, I do have these instincts for getting rid of stuff, mm. so if they've dumped it here, I've generally given it back to them, so once they've got their own homes, it's like you want it, you take it.
1: <laughs> I love <So>. that philosophy
3: <laughs> and there was I did get a box from dad a couple of years ago um that had that he had discovered or you had discovered that was from my teenage years so. And I took that back.
4: And I must admit, I was talking to Larissa today and she's like, no, there's a rabbit downstairs. And I'm like, really? I, I didn't think we kept Kirsty's rabbit, but the rabbit is Genevieve's.
1: Ah, yes. so you've kept it then, of course.
4: Yes. I don't even know where it is, but Larissa tells me there's a rabbit around that. And when she described it, I went, well, that's Genevieve's. Ah. So. Can't actually
1: give it to her. No, and you <laughs> want to keep that one. That's a special memory.
4: Yes. Yeah. So there, Nan Nan na, 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 Amy.
3: I don't I know. have any. Like my parents. <laughs> I
1: know. <laughs> I yeah. I'm a bit, bit uh, gutted.
4: I thought that would definitely throw you in under the bus.
3: Oh, but Mum does want to say something. I oh, can tell. Please. Having,
4: having said that, that's not necessarily Kirsty's fault that she doesn't have things at our place. That's my choice not to keep all their junk. <laughs> That's a very, yes. choice, a very good choice, Narada. A
1: very good choice.
3: And I would take it back if there was anything there. I would take it. And, Amy, I will dub myself in. When I come down to Melbourne, there is usually something left behind because <laughs> my children, but not through my, any fault of my own, there's, it's usually my children's stuff that we haven't been able to find. Because for whatever reason,
1: yeah, we do that at my parents too. But it's only a ten-minute drive to pick it up. Yeah. So you're off the hook.
3: drive, That's
4: right. <laughs> oh, believe me, of all the people that leave stuff behind at this church, this house, Kirsty probably does the least. We
1: <laughs> I can imagine.
4: Yes, we do have stuff over the place that has been left by one child or grandchild. Um, And I usually do try and get rid of it as soon as possible, but... Something
1: both Kirstie and I have in our homes and it is what we call the lost and found box. And it's a box near kind of the entranceway where if anyone has left anything at our house, we put it in there. And if we're returning anything, so say said, dad's baked me a casserole, then the casserole dish is put back in there when it's clean. So maybe you need one of those where all the kids and grandkids can have a quick check when they leave each time. <laughs> What's, what did I leave last time?
3: Oh, no, I know, they have that. I did try that. It requires people to look in there and take it oh. with them instead of adding more.
4: <laughs> now basically if I, depending on what mood I'm in, but if I'm in the mood of I don't want this here, I will take a photo, put it on our family messenger and go, whose is this? If it's my claim, it goes.
1: I love that. I want to be like you when I grow up, Nerida. That'll be
4: a while (laughs) yet,
1: Nerida. How would you describe your relationship changing with Kirst um, as she's, you know, become independent, moved overseas, got married, got kids, moved to Sydney? How has your relationship changed from
4: when, um, say, she was a teenager or young adult? Um. I guess it has changed quite a bit, but at the same time, like your mum, I had five children and not necessarily a husband at home a lot, yep. which meant that I tended to rely on Kirsty and Jackie a lot more. So I probably was a bit more um, equal, for want of a better word, mm. with I was with the younger ones. Um, I do remember at 18, she just finished school and she asked me something. And I went, Kirsty, you're 18. It, you don't need my permission or you don't need to know. Any, I, I don't have an opinion on this. And she turned around and went, Okay, mum, but I do want your advice.
1: Oh, oh Nerida, that's beautiful.
3: I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you don't. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's really, isn't that exactly what we want our kids to grow up, to have that relationship?
4: Yeah, I hope so.
1: (laughs) I certainly do. I know Kirst does, but she's probably crying right now.
3: (laughs) I'm not. Oh. Yet. (laughs) (laughs) Kess, do you have any questions that you want to ask your mum? So I was gonna ask mum, how would you describe your home in from a you know
4: decluttered and organized perspective? Uh, well, it depends on what part of the home. If it's a part that I don't go into and your father hits your father's area, very cluttered. If it's a part that I am in control of, that depends on my mood. Um I tend not to like stuff around, but I tend to not necessarily deal with it quickly. So like my coffee table in my lounge room has quite a few things sitting on it, which eventually I will go, okay, where is their home? So my kitchen benches, Most of they're either choppers with dishes because I haven't got around to it. But if I do get around to it, there's nothing on my kitchen benches. Mm. So,
3: and, and do you think that's different to when we were all living at home and younger?
4: Uh, yeah, um, I was not in control of five children who, <laughs> who, every time we did have visitors, and I go, "You need, you need to clean the house up," and the answer would always be, "But they know what we like. They know." They're only coming to see us. Why do we have to clean the house? Um, (laughs) It was always a mess.
1: (laughs) That's exactly what Kirst says now to our listeners and our people in our course. People are coming to your house to see you, not your house.
4: (laughs) Oh, yes. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. I I have to say I probably instilled that in them, but at the same time it was so frustrating when you wanted to get them to clean the house. (laughs) give that back to you <laughs> uh-huh. I don't
3: remember I, re- I remember there being stuff on surfaces but it not and you know and it might have been a hodgepodge of things on surfaces but I remember the house not being like like really messy and really cluttered what do you remember of Amy you came to our house when you were a teenager <laughs> Yeah, I don't have a great memory though. <laughs> oh, <No>, that's right. <laughs> yeah,
1: I can't remember a lot. Like I know we used to come. I only went to your house. I think in that court that I was talking about. Yeah. I remember coming upstairs and it being like all the kids' bedrooms, and there's just been lots of people. And so I think I was more focusing on the people than anything else, which is exactly what the kids were saying to you, Nerida, that we weren't there to see the house. Yes exactly yeah so I can't comment because I don't have a good memory of that
4: I do remember
1: this though I remember we were allowed to eat on the carpet we were allowed to eat upstairs sometimes whereas at my house even when we had friends over mum would make us eat at the dinner table or eat you know like even if we were just having donuts we had to sit down at a table Mm -hmm. whereas I do remember that sometimes you'd be a little bit lax and let us be like rebels and eat upstairs
4: Amy, you know that that was because I got rid of you and (laughs) all of you, not you personally, but it was. You just sent us up there. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) I like it. So you weighed it up and went, you know what, I don't want 30 teenagers in my kitchen. Just go upstairs. I'll clean the carpet afterwards.
4: Yeah. (laughs)
3: Yes.
1: (laughs) That's fantastic. Wise move.
3: (laughs) yeah I don't like I remember our bedrooms all being messy and I but I don't remember there being like stuff on all all over the floors in the living spaces like you know in, in the, the living rooms room. so, I was gonna yeah. say did
4: you see your sister's bedroom oh no I uh, saw that
3: sister's bedroom <laughs> too <yeah. often.
4: laughs> um no it was uh, I would call our house a lived in house you definitely mm. see had, was living there. But it was it was always room and it was always like it was never it wasn't a cluttered house. Mm. Um it
1: just wasn't you it wasn't at the kind of house that Simon would set up.
4: Oh, oh no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Neither's oh. my merida for the for the record. <laughs> right. <laughs> Awesome. Yes. Nerida, is there anything else you want to share about Kirsty, or uh, any questions you want to ask her while you're on the record?
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Now's your
1: opportunity. Um, Did she you about- steal your
4: sequined top in
1: 1992?
3: Oh, there's been many things that I've taken from my mum. Knowingly or unknowingly, and have lost, lost, and I still feel very bad about that. <laughs>
4: uh, like what?
3: <laughs> oh, remember when? <laughs> do you remember when we went down to um, Toot Groot and stayed down there with the Kenosses? Yeah. And I had some rings of yours, and we went to a park, and I lost oh. them at the park. Do you remember that? I Was remember it coming back to you
4: now. I don't didn't necessarily remember you being the cause of those many
3: goats. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> hey, um, I can't, I'm trying to think of what else it is. What else I've taken? <laughs> you can maybe put it on steal. your face. I still, I used to steal socks all the time, and they never made it back into your closet. <laughs>
4: Yeah, socks
3: was never a big thing with me. No, no, that's why they were okay to steal. You still don't ever wear socks, do you, Mum? Not very, very no, almost never.
1: Huh? I didn't know that about you. Hmm. Well,
3: but she does love her jewellery, and so losing some jewellery was not my finest moment.
1: No. Yeah. Well, you've redeemed it by bringing, Ap- I? bringing mum on the podcast
3: <laughs> and apologising. Maybe I need to do a public apologies. That's story. right. So,
4: like, yes. mum, do
3: you please, mum, do you please forgive me for losing your precious jewellery? Well, maybe
4: just.
1: <laughs> oh, now there's the kind of family reuniting that we're famous for. <laughs> Merida, it has been such a lovely time having you on our podcast. I have a big smile on my face um, because it's lovely to see your relationship with Kirse, But I also really love you. So I'm really glad that I got the time to chat oh. to you as well. Thank you.
3: <laughs> oh, big love fest here today.
4: <laughs> yeah, you know, you're always welcome here, Amy. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mum. Oh, the house from
1: underneath you. Uh, yes, we should tell that story quickly. Is um, we were looking at buying the house that Ron and Nerida ended up buying, but they bought it. We decided not to put in an offer, but it was it's theirs, and it is a beautiful home. It every time I pop over, I'm um, I think, oh gosh, this is a beautiful home with the two houses on the property, and but it was meant to be yours, not mine.
3: True. <laughs> Yes. Thank you so much, Mum, for being on. Thank you. We know that you um, this is your first time on a podcast, and so thank you. You did amazing. Thank you. And yes, thank you for sharing some of my some of what it, I look like from your perspective. Yeah. Growing up.
4: <laughs> oh, I didn't get that far, did I? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So this week you've heard from Simon, you've heard from my dad, you've now heard from Kirsty's mum. So tune in tomorrow to see what other family members we'll be interviewing, finding out about them um, and just delving a little bit deeper behind the, behind the curtain of our family histories. So thank you for tuning in today. Thank you again, Nerida. Kirst, shall I see you tomorrow?
4: Uh, if you're lucky.
1: <laughs> Bye. Bye.